Good morning. This is Danger Dan here in the talk shop. Uh, this week I went to Strokers Dallas and sat down with Lena Fairless. You may remember her from episodes of Epper episodes of Texas Hard Tales or Ma's Roadhouse, or maybe you've just been to Strokers Dallas and had a beer and a burger, had your bike wrenched on, or maybe even even bought. A motorcycle from Strokers, or maybe some insurance or some merch. They do it all over there, and she is capable of everything. She's worked everywhere from the service counter to the kitchen in the back. Although we talk about how she does not prefer the kitchen these days, uh, I really enjoyed sitting down with Lena. Um, dude, she can she can ride all the bikes over there. She's Rick's right hand gal, and. Uh, just a beautiful lady in the motorcycle industry. Uh, they uh, they have a show. No, maybe they don't do the show anymore. Ah, fuck. We talk about a bunch of shit. Everything from naming kids to uh, fairlessisms. Rick fairlessisms, if you will. I really enjoyed talking to her, and you will too. So let's get into it. <laughs> That was Extermination Day with Thou Shall Not Hassle. Thank you, Zach, from Heavy Clothing. Check out Heavy at Big Cartel, heavy.bigcartel.com. All right, we got a big show coming up in a, fuck, less than two weeks, probably 10 days from now. The Texas Fandango, April 1st through the 3rd at the Gillespie County Fairgrounds in Fredericksburg, Texas. AMCA Swap Meet. Bike show, antique bike show, and a antique chopper show. We got flat track racing, chopper drags, mini bike racing. If you've got a tank shift bike, we're going to be out there with the tank shift race bikes. So come on down to Fredericksburg, dude. Rhino's going to be serving barbecue. You can camp right there on the premises. $10 a head for the whole weekend. Dude, don't fuck up. Come to Fredericksburg. The riding around there is beautiful. You can't find a better spot in Texas. Um, after that, I'll be headed to Mexico with the Mezcal Moto Rally. We will be racing from Austin, Texas, down to Oaxaca, Mexico. Fuck, I am so stoked about that. Uh, May 19th through the 22nd is the Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival. Hurricane Mills, Tennessee at Loretta Lynn's Ranch, home of the Bling Cycles Invitational, where Bill Dodge invites some of the baddest fucking builders from around the country to display their steeds in the horse corrals. Uh, dude, dude, this place is amazing. I've been going since the beginning, and it just keeps growing into a, just one of the most amazing events. They've got dirt bike trails, dude, like serious fucking enduro trails. They'll open up on the weekend. The riding around the place is phenomenal. You do not want to miss out. If you use Danger Dan at checkout, you'll get $15 off of your weekend pass. And that weekend, whoever rides the furthest to get to this event, who uses Danger Dan at checkout to get a discount on their tickets and proves to me that they rode the furthest, I'll give them all their money back, dude. For real. I'm going to reimburse you for your the cost of your tickets. So pretty rad. Danger Dan at checkout. And, uh, dude. Dude, that that shows just 
just don't miss it for real. Don't miss it. Uh, this show is brought to you by MCShopTees.com, your T-shirt of the month club, the only way to support every motorcycle shop, every local motorcycle shop, that is, dude. Uh, each month you get a T-shirt. It's a custom one-off print that features a different shop from around the country with a postcard that tells you about the shop, where they're located, and what they specialize in. That's right, dude. Every single month, it's a surprise. You do get to pick your size. We've got men's sizes, women's sizes, and kids' sizes. You can change what shirts you get each month, the sizes anyways. And, uh, dude, it's like a little Christmas present every single month of the year, dude. That's right. Pretty fucking bitching, dude. Uh, man, these guys keep you in the wind, and they're very important and under fucking under-acknowledged and... The idea of this program is to acknowledge him. This month's featured chop is the Vitsy Boys, Lee, out of North Dakota. Man, he's been buying choppers, wrenching on choppers, bikes, selling bikes, selling parts, building custom one-off pieces for your chopper. And, uh, dude, just a solid guy in North Dakota. So check him out at Vitsy Boys. Check out MC Shop Tees on the gram at MC Shop Tees. Uh, next month's featured shop is... B&B Racing out of Metairie, Louisiana. Boston Billy's been building the motors in my chopper for a couple years now, and he recently just built me a fucking hot-ass 45-cubic-inch flathead. I got to race it out at the Sons of Speed, put together a sweet race bike with the help of Lowbrow Customs and WW Cycles. Dude, built a fucking bitchin' race bike. I'll actually have it out at the Texas Fandango racing on that track which is it's like a little less than half a mile it's gonna be dude i'm pretty fucking stoked about it uh that bike came together just in no time it was real impressive with the help of uh ww cycle sending over a bitch in front end a set of tanks lowbrow custom hooked me up with various odds and ends you know they got dude dude lowbrow customs has it all man it's Pretty fucking amazing. Boston Billy built the motor, the transmission. He had an old hacked up survey car frame with a, a rigid tail section on it, and we we put a fucking we put a flat track bike together. And man, it's been pretty fucking sweet. Me and Lena talk about my experience out at Sons of Speed on it, <coughs> and uh, dude, just an amazing thing. But Boston Billy is next month's featured shop, so you've got about a week to sign up. That's right. You got a week to sign up to ensure that you get a Boston Billy T-shirt. Quick little fun fact I got for you: uh, I had a guy named Corey go over there and shoot some photos, and uh, he found a sign, and it's and it's a picture of Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, dude, B and B might actually stand for Beavis and Butthead, dude. What a fucking trip! I'll post that picture today. Uh, like I said, they're next month's featured shop, so sign up at mcshoptees.com right now. Uh, speaking of lowbrow customs, dude, they take care of me and they can take care of you as well, dude. They've got everything on their website to keep you on the road and to build the baddest fucking choppers that you can imagine, dude. they got all the parts, everything from frames to tanks to wheels to tires to oil. I use a lot of the Pan Am oils, Bates tires on my chopper. I got Bates tires on the the race bike. Dude, they're just, they're fucking great, man. Lowbrowcustoms.com. And I've got a $100 gift card to give away to one of my lucky patrons right now. That's right. If you go to DangerDansTalkShop.com and sign up, five bucks a month gets you entered to win 
a $100 gift card to Lowbrow Customs every single month. We gave away a trip to Nepal two years ago. I don't know if you've ever heard of this company called Motorcycle Sherpa. Dude, but Bear and Booty have some of the baddest fucking routes over in Nepal and Mongolia. It's a pretty, pretty fucking amazing experience I got to go on. If you've seen the AMC, AMA magazine or the, the new Easy Riders, Michael Lichter did, actually did a fucking article on the fucking wild and untamed Danger Dan himself. And then also an article on our trip to Nepal to climb the stairway to heaven. Dude, that trip was amazing. And we're going back in November. So go to MotorcycleSherpa.com. We are going on the, the first trip in November to the stairway of heaven. Sign up, dude. You'll get to ride the Himalayans with Danger Dan, dude. It's, it's going to be fucking epic. Trust me. It's going to be fucking epic. Uh, along with giving away a trip to Nepal, I gave away a Sportster a couple years ago, a, a flat track race bike that I built. We gave away like 25 knives. Pretty amazing thing. Who knows what the big giveaway is going to be at the end of the year. Right now, a $100 gift card is going to 91 Gary Smith. That's right, Gary Smith out of Trinity, Texas, dude. That's sick. I haven't given one of those away in Texas in a minute. Gary Smith, thanks for contributing to the show. I can tell you've been doing it for a minute. I, I can't thank you enough. Uh you know, every $5 buys about one tank of gas these days. But uh, luckily in a motorcycle, that gets me down the road quite a ways, man. I really do appreciate it, Gary. I will get that Lowbrow Customs gift card sent out to you immediately. Um, Yeah, dude. Motorcycle Sherpa, MC Shop Tees, Lowbrow Customs, DangerDanceTalkShop.com. You can follow me on the gram at DangerDan. You can follow Lena at Fairless on the gram. Check out Strokers on the gram, dude. And check out this podcast with Lena, the biggin'. Have you ever done this before without video? I know you've done a bunch of video. Uh, I've never done it without video. It's, it's Look it's how better. easy that this is. This is easy. I thought we were just going to sit here and bullshit. That's really all we're going to do. Just ignore the microphones. <laughs> easy for you to say. Well, I guess it is kind of easy for me to say. So now what? What do we do in the non-video <sighs> podcast? Well... First, I want to tell you that I was really stoked to be pitted by your best friend that knows you better than you know yourself. True fact. You she, know, she knows more about me than I do know about Jody myself. Jody was such a fucking character at the racetrack. Uh, She's funny. That was the first time I'd gotten to meet her. And Boston Billy, the guy I've been dealing with for a while, he's been, you know, he's always just like, did you see Jody? Did you see Dave? Wherever I go, and he knows that they're there. Oh, but you I'd, went to the Sons of Speed? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'd, I'd never met either one of them. And he's and he always just couldn't like what do you mean you didn't go you didn't what do you mean you didn't go meet him? I'm like, why you know, Daytona's big or Sturgis is big, you know, whatever. And then sure enough, we just set up pit right next to her. I didn't know she was there and oh she was she was a treat. So after uh Daytona, she was in Daytona for like two weeks and then 
she and I, well, my kids and I met her, her aunt, her mom in Fort Lauderdale. So she was in Daytona and flew to Fort Lauderdale. <clears throat> I flew, the kids and I flew to Fort Lauderdale to meet her and we stayed at a beach house for five days. Oh, Had a blast. amazing. She actually mentioned you. She's like, I'm not the craziest guy. Well, she didn't say it like that. Well, you got to do her accent uh, okay. while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. I met the craziest guy. He was so wicked cool. But she, uh, she said that she had, she's like, I met a guy that knows you that, I don't know, he was just a, a real goofy, nice, friendly guy. So obviously I knew he was, he was from Texas and big, tall guy. And I said, what was his name? Dan, something Dan. I said, Danger Dan. Or I think she said, Dangerous Dan. I said, uh, Danger Dan. Yep. I said, yeah, he is funny. I go, oh, He's she, a good guy. She texted me and she even like her, she even text with her, with her accent. I know. D-A-N-G-A-H. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. That's how she spells chopper too with an A-H at the end. Oh, that's awesome. We were in dad's office one time and uh, she said, dad has all these cameras, you know. And so right now, everywhere, yeah. The, oh. You can't, Big Brother. Oh, you said we weren't on camera. Oh, we're not on your camera. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're on a camera, but not your camera. We're also on his microphones too, just to let you know. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> the man's always watching and always listening. So um, he had. We were in his office, and he has a. At the time, he has a Triumph in the office now, and he had a shovel head in there before. And she goes, "Is that your Dinah?" And he's like, no, like, I don't have, or he goes, uh, no, that's my shovel head. And she goes, no, you're Dinah. And he goes, Jody, you've been in this industry a long time. Like, that's my shovel head. And she goes, Rick, on your, or she calls him RF, RF, on your cameras, you're Dinah. And he goes, oh, my diner, like my breakfast joint. Yes. He goes, oh, yeah, that's it, my Dinah. Oh, And we that's laughed awesome. and laughed. So, her di- his Dinah. His Dinah. What's his name of his Dinah? I was talking to somebody about that the other day. Uh, Big State Fountain Grill, but he sold it. Oh, to, he did? Yep. He, uh, he saved it from going out of business. We had it for seven years and then sold it to another big Irving guy. Okay. So it was Big State Fountain Grill, still Big State Fountain Grill, or it was Big State Drug, and then we didn't want anything to do with drugstore, so we named it Big State Fountain Grill. Gotcha. And then the guy like didn't want any of the merchandise or anything, so we got that over here, and then, I don't know. I mean, it's still open, so it's doing something right. That's awesome. Good old Irving family. Kept, it in, kept awesome. it in Irving. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, you and Jody both have, like, both of your dads have been in the industry for a long time. Mm-hmm. When did you guys finally meet? Um, as kids, like little baby? Yeah, as kids, because we would always go to rallies and events, and so I would see her, I don't know, six, seven times a year just at different events, and my brother actually knew her, knew her before me, so they kind of carried on a little bit, and they went to Daytona together or different shows and then so that's how I got to meet her but I was super little when we started this so yeah couldn't really couldn't really go anywhere by myself yet oh uh, yeah you had yeah. to stay close but she and I always make it a point to see each other every other month maybe like she'll come here oh really yep uh she'll come here I'll come there or we'll meet at different rallies or like whenever two years ago whenever dad and I were going to Sturgis she flew down here stayed the night with me and then we rode to Sturgis with us Oh, like awesome. in the truck because we take so many bikes down there. So we got to BS the entire way. It's quite funny. <laughs> I bet it is. It's you quite two. funny. I was just thinking about you two on the way back. I was like, man, those two are like, both girls ride. Their dads have been in it. Like those are like, you know, I, need, I need to go talk to Lena, you know? You're right here. 
Right in your backyard. Oh my gosh. So when did you start riding? Did your dad try and like shoo you away at first or was he like nope, throwing so you on at the beginning? Throw me on at the beginning. So I had a, a PW50 when I was two. Okay. He put training wheels on it. I learned to ride on that thing. And then I had a Kawasaki 70 whenever I, uh, and he always had random dirt bikes. So he had a, a big Honda 450 or something. And obviously I was too little to ride it. So he would put me on it. He would kind of hold me up. Like, you know, whenever you're you're putting a kid on a bicycle and you kind of hold the back and you run with them and then kind of let them go. Yeah. So he did that on the dirt bike. He held it steady. I would go ride. We had three acres I grew up on. So I would ride around till I was almost out of gas or I was tired, had to go pee, hungry, something. And then I would yell, daddy, daddy, and make some laps because he would always Wait be, till he came out. Yep. And then he would run. I would slow way down and he would run next to me and catch me and then stay with me and I'd get off. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, and fun fact, I have two kids, five and seven. Um, they both learned how to ride at two on my same on my same PW50. On the same PW50. Yep. The man never throws anything away. Oh, so you say you guys don't get rid of bikes around here? Nope. That doesn't happen, right? Nope. Keep them all. He's quite the hoarder. Even when he sells them, he keeps them. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's so awesome. <laughs> oh wow. So when did so? I mean, obviously, you just went straight to the street as soon as that was legal or probably before, huh? Uh, I mean, I would ride on the street without my license, but I finally got my motorcycle license, I think, at 17. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, I need one of those endorsements at some point. You don't have one of those? No. I don't think they check for it, do I mean, they? I, well, they do, but normally they're just shocked that I don't have one. They're like, how did you get... You made it all the way here cares. without one. It's fine. My problem is, is like, like renting a. If I want to rent a motorcycle mm. or like do one of those demo rides on yep. a fucking Can Am Spider, you know. I'd be like, do you know who I am? I'm Danger Dan. I don't ever. They'd be say like, that. excuse me, Danger. Yeah. That's we're really exactly not why let we're not. It. Even if you had an endorsement, you know. Yeah. Oh, nice, uh, nice motorcycle endorsement on your license. What was your name, Danger Dan? Oh, um, I'm yeah. sorry, we're full. We're not gonna. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know. I go by my real name in those situations. Oh, it's right. Mark Hardick. Is what? It's my name, Mark Hardick. Mark? Yeah. Where's the Dan come from? Mark Daniel. Huh. Yeah. Okay. And I've always just gone by Dan. Maybe because my dad was a Mark. He's Mark James. So, and you're Mark and Daniel. And his dad was Mark. Hmm. I'm Mark Daniel. So too bad you're not like Mark Daniel Third or some like really prestigious... Because I mean, I mean my last name's Hard Dick. You know, like that's pretty <laughs> prestigious, right there. True. Okay. <laughs> All right, Dan. I see you. Uh, um, but it's pretty handy, you know. But I mean, it's kind of a pain in the dick, like going by your middle name and then having your first name. Kind of the pain in the hard dick. No, that's a different pain. It becomes enjoyment later oh. on. But uh, mm. I did it to my kid too. You passed. I was just going to ask if you passed it on to your Not kid. Not Mark. He's James Autry, and we call him Autry. <laughs> Shame on you. You didn't continue that little, no, that little that, tradition? No, I didn't even think about it. What did your old lady say? Nothing? Oh. She didn't care? No, my dad's name was Jim. So it's Mark James. So I used James okay. Autry. All right. And then I used her dad's name for the second kid, Brack Daniels. Oh, I like Brack. Yeah, Brack's a good one, right? Yeah, it is. They're both a trip. My is Autry um, your wife's maiden name? So I used Autry? It was one of her granddad's names. Mm. Yeah. Okay. No, her maiden name is Rhodes. Huh. Rhodes. Yeah. I was like, wait, you don't know? What What'd you name your kids? Uh, so <laughs> the first one, the boy is seven. He's Rocky. 
Okay, and here's so my Rocky. dad. So my dad's um, God-given name on his birth certificate is Ricky Lee Fairless. Okay. And it's R I C K E Y. And so my son's name, my uh, ex-husband, well, my kid's last name is Lee, and so Rocky's name is Rocky Fairless Lee. So oh, wow. there's only one letter difference in their name, like the I and Ricky and the O and Rocky. Pretty got name, it. Huh? Nice. Then you got Pearl Fairlessly because... Pearl? Pearl. Damn, that's a good one. Yeah. And so uh, she has super curly, like Shirley Temple hair, so we call her curly. Uh, but uh, I wanted to name their middle names my maiden because I always wanted to say, you know what, you can do this, you're... You're in the motorcycle industry, you can ride a motorcycle, or, oh, mom, but I can't. You can. You know why? Because you're a fairless, and fairlesses can do anything. <laughs> so that was my whole... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Did your dad say that to you growing up? Yep. Yeah. So you're a fairless. You got this. Or don't be... I'm scared to go into the the sleepover. You're a fairless. We don't get scared. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a good one. Do you know fairlesses don't cry either? They better not. No. If you... My mom, my uh, stepmom always told me, it's okay to cry. Like if you're in a situation or you get your feelings hurt or something happens or like, I don't know, say for instance, something happened to me at school or I failed a class one time. She said, it's fine. You put a smile on your face. You walk to your car. You ball your eyeballs out in your car. Soak it up. Go back in. It's fine. Nobody knows. See, my wife tried to tell my kids they could cry and I was like, no. bullshit. Mm -mm. Better fucking take those feelings and ball them <laughs> up and hide them deep down inside. Amen. Amen. <laughs> It's the fairless oh, way, really the heartache way too. Uh, it is the heartache way. There you go. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, but most women are just like emotional beings, you know. There's just a lot of emotions. You in, know, in <clears throat> my sister, well, my entire family says that I only have one emotion, and it's laughter. So it's like the different stages of laughter. So <laughs> if it's like I'm scared, there's a laugh. Like the other day, my sister said something and she goes uh my boyfriend had walked in the store and there was somebody there and they said something very inappropriate and I kind of looked at him and then I looked at her and I like kind of laughed and my sister goes hey you know how you can tell when Lena's embarrassed listen to her laugh and I laughed even harder I was like shut your mouth oh my god so there's like a scared laugh like a sad laugh like a nervous laugh a crazy laugh a crazy laugh oh I bet it's throw there. your head back and laugh you know there's so do you, a, does your sister ride uh no, I mean, she can ride and she knows how. She just, yeah, I mean. Doesn't. Just yeah. you and her? Is there another one? Any other siblings? Uh, we have a brother. That's right. Yep. And he's the oldest? Uh, he's the oldest. So we're all a year and a half apart. So he's the oldest. Um, my sister's a year and a half younger than him, and I'm the baby. Oh, you're so kind of why, why I am who I am yeah, today because I'm the, the baby. Yeah, you got the special credit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so even like to this day, dad will say, uh, He'll, someone will say, hey, can I, blah, blah, I don't know, ask the baby. And they're like, what baby? Her, that's, well, she's my baby. Oh, he calls you a baby to this day still. Well, it's the baby. The but now, like, baby. even when I talk about Pearl, mm -hmm. I'll say, don't you say that to the baby. Like, she's the baby of the now family. She is you know? now. Yeah. Where did Biggin come from? So, my sister's nickname is Rat. And when my mom, <laughs> my mom had her premature, she had a C-section and so she hadn't seen her yet, and uh, she asked my dad, she's like, well, how does she look? And my dad's like, oh, my God, she looks like a little newborn rat. Like, she's little and pink, like it's, hmm. Yeah. So, and then, um, obviously, along came Lena, C-section again. Well, honey, how does this one look? He goes, ooh, honey, we got us a biggin. Like, I was almost 11 pounds. <laughs> wow, you guys got your nicknames yeah. at birth? 
And so like whenever the other day he said something, something, this is my daughter, Lena. And I kind of looked at him like, oh, that's me. Like, it's, that's weird for Hearing you to him say my say name. That? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like even when funny. he would get pissed or like, bigot. So it's weird to hear him say your real name. I'm like, oh crap, I'm really in trouble. Oh, say my, my real name. God. Or this person's like really important and prestigious to say like my real name. He would be embarrassed to say Biggin. Oh, really? Like even my cousins, like everybody calls me Biggin. My friends, everybody in high school. Well, I mean, some prestigious people come through these doors here, huh? Yeah. Uh, one of the people, in fact, do you, you know who Ross Perot is? He ran for president. Yeah, the dude with the big ears? Yeah. Or that was Dan Quayle. No, it was Ross Perot yeah, it was had Ross the big Perot. ears. So Ross Perot paid us the best compliment one time. He said, you know, every time I get somebody that comes into town, I take them to Strokers because it's the best people watching I've ever seen. Ross like, Perot said he take he brings them here? Yep. So, which he's dead, I think. I think he died not too long ago. But uh, it's kind of cool because we get every kind of walk of life. Like we get your like hardcore bikers. We get your your patch holders, like your banditos and your um, banshee, not banshees. Yeah, banshee. That's a, yeah, it's a club. Um, and then you get your uh, mom and pop. You get your tourists. My kids are putting around on dirt bikes around here. You get Ross Perot. I mean, you just kind of get everybody, I mean, it's, you know. It's like a your rally weekend warriors. every day. Yeah. I mean, literally, it's like a small Sturgis or Daytona yep. in Dallas every day. So have you, I don't know if you've been here on a busy or a pretty weekend. I've we'll get 500, 2,000 people outside. It's insane it's out nuts. there. It's fun. I remember the first couple of times I came, I was like, what's going on? You know, like, it's just a pretty just day. Just I thought that, you know, that there was... So, I was like, no, that's just the it's way Strokers is on yep. Sunday when the weather's nice. And Sunday is our biggest day. That's funny that you pick out Sunday. It's busier than Saturday. Oh, absolutely. Isn't that weird? Because you think no. Sunday is like your day to watch football or mow the grass or... But it's... Well, most like know. half responsible bikers, you know, they're not going to stay out late either on Sunday or Saturday. And, True. you know, yeah. Sunday's the day off. If the weather's nice... True. I mean, they fucking, they ride. Yeah. And there's a lot of bikes in Dallas. What, do you know the number of like, I don't know, registered motorcycles in Dallas? I don't. That'd be an interesting. See, we need internet IT guy. I know. Where's should we, he at? Should we Google it really quick? Do you have it? Yeah, Google it. So. Registered number of motorcycles. Because they got, you got to have like a percentage of those in, like, they come want, on Do you Sunday. want Dallas or DFW? Let's try both. DFW. Let's see. I mean, because you probably have locals from the Metroplex. Like, yeah, we get every, there's people I mean, that probably come out here every weekend from other sides of the Metroplex. Absolutely. Um, woo. The what? Okay. What's your? Uh, what's my guess? What's your guess? All right. And, okay. We, this is Dallas? this is in Texas because they only do it. Um, oh, in Texas. They only do it in Texas. How many people are in Texas? Like 22 million? I don't know. I'm going to say... I'll look that up. I'm going to say <coughs> registered bikes. Registered bikes in Texas would be 600,000. Mm, 420. 400, I, yeah. Hey, that's not that too far close. off. Yep. I was a little ambitious see, about uh, Texas. Texas. Population. It's 32 or 22, right? Um. Ooh, twenty nine point nine million. It's the second populous state in U.S. after California. Soon go. to be 
bigger than California. Yeah, because the they're all, all those Californians are coming in here. You're going to yeah. California or Texas. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to ride across the Metroplex now, except for on weekends. Just I know. The traffic. I mean, but you know, you say that, or I say that living here, but after going to some other cities, it's really not that bad, but it's bad. I mean, even like on the weekend, we'll get people that'll, like, mom and pop or the tourists be in their truck and be like, well, we live in uh, Cleburne, but. It's just awful riding through downtown to get here. Like it's we don't like your freeways. And it's like, well, well. Yeah. and we're like five miles north of downtown, so we're like right smack in the middle of it. Yeah. So well, and you got an interesting location. I was thinking about it on the way here. There's no mm-hmm. like easy way to just hop off the highway and be here, you no. know. And then there's like some construction going on. I had oh a thought on the way here. I was like. They should just make a motorcycle lane that goes straight to Stroker's. <laughs> they should. Well, Right off Loop 12. It's just like Stroker's exit. Well, that's... Um, so if I ride Loop 12, or I live in Irving okay. currently, so whenever I come in, I go straight up Shady Grove. That turns into Regal Row. So I, don't, I never get on the freeway. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. But I mean, that construction out front, they said it would take like six weeks to finish. It's been three months, maybe. It's dangerous. Six weeks? I know. They're fucking retarded. But they said they're going to do like the entire like stretch of Harry Hines from Parkland all the way to 635. And I thought, my God, just get our part, hurry and fixed, and then we don't care about the rest. Yeah, I mean, but you you were saying the truck coming over. You guys don't even have parking for vehicles hardly, do you? Just that little... Uh, well, they can park across, like on our party weekends, like we don't let any cars in the parking lot. They either park in that dirt lot next door... They park oh, that's across right. The street. You got the dirt lot yep. next door. Or they park in Salvation Army, and they park all along. Like, we've had them where they park parallel all the way down to Denton Drive. I guess because on the weekends, those places aren't open, huh? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so on the weekend, I mean, Salvation Army is perfect, and then that lot, the demo company owns, so they don't care if we use it. We're right. good friends with them. So kind of works out. So when did you start working up here? I mean, where did you, where did you go to school first? Let's start there. So in Dallas. <clears throat> I never went to a college per se, I went to a trade school. I finished high school in 05, MacArthur and Irving. And then I went to a paralegal, well, I worked here for a little bit and then went to a paralegal school. So like during high school you worked here? Just like on the weekends or in the summertime? Uh, during uh, middle school and high school. So I would, <laughs> <laughs> I would come up here after, uh, after school, I would work apparel. And then I have worked in every single department in here just so... The service manager's out, I can man service. Sales, I can man sales. Um, apparel, I can do that like in my sleep with my eyes closed. So it's, I can, the title department already knocked that out too. So I mean. The title department? Yeah, I've done like, the only thing That's I can't awesome. do is probably like the IT department because I'm not really tech savvy. So I knocked all that out and then I went to high school, obviously graduated, went to a paralegal school. And then I left here because I thought, you know what? I'm going to prove to you, like, I don't need you. I can make it on my own. You don't have to come up in the shadows. Yeah. The it's like, I want to I be able to know that I can make it on my own. Anything ever happened to that man? I got this. I can do it on my own. So I was a paralegal for five or six years, and then I begged them to come back. Like, Listen. <laughs> did and you I, have to beg, or did you just immediately start begging? Because you I just felt said, bad well, for leaving. I called him, and I said, listen. I go, actually, I think he called me, and he goes, do you like your job? And I'm like... I mean, it's okay. Like, I don't really... It was a downtown... Um, I worked in downtown off St. Paul on the 44th floor of this big sky Now, ride. were you seeing him much then when you were working that other job, or...? Yeah, I'd come here for lunch every day. 
just because I miss you. <laughs> I'm a huge, like, I'm a huge daddy's girl. Like, okay. the apple does not it's fall far from the tree. The I'm baby. the baby. Yeah. It's always daddy and the baby, you know. And so I would come here for lunch every day, and he's like, do you like your job? And I'm like, uh, it's all right. I'm like, I mean, it pays the bills, you know. And he goes, I get it. You proved your point. Come back home. And I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> Thank a, you. I didn't think any begging so, probably had to happen. Yeah, so I, uh, I came back, and then I was in the parts department for a long time, and then kind of went everywhere I needed to. I was in marketing for a while, and then apparel for a while, and then um, he told me that, he said, I'm going to start an insurance agency because, you know, when you sell a motorcycle, guess what? They have to have insurance on it before they leave. Why don't I own an insurance company, and then I can get that business too? And then, if they have a motorcycle, guess what? They've probably got a home and another vehicle. <laughs> So we can get all that business. So that's what we did. We opened Fearless Services, and I was the I was the only agent for a really long time. And then when I started having babies, in um, I got married, and then always lived here, and then started having babies in um, Rocky was born in fourteen. So I left. He wouldn't let me come back to work. He was like, "That's your job. That's the most oh, important now. job in the world. Like you need to stay home and raise your, your babies." Dad is pretty smart. I know. And so whenever I had Rocky and then two years later I had Pearl and I said, listen, I, and I, my um, ex-husband's parents owned Horny Toad Harley. And so our parents got together and we were just going to like commute and see each other like a couple times a week because I mean, I didn't really care and I'm sure he didn't really care and he didn't really want to be around screaming babies and his bitchy wife. And so we were in Dallas more times than not anyway. And I'm like, listen, I'm moving home and I'm coming back to work here. And so my desk is just right across the way, so I could I can sanction. She brought off. the kids home. Yeah, he was stoked about that. I too, know. I was like, listen, because he <laughs> he battled cancer a little bit, okay. and so I said, I don't know what's going to happen to you, and I want my kids to know their grandpa. And he wanted a grandbaby so bad it hurt. Everybody has one but me. Like, start having babies. So you the first one out of the kids. Well, my brother has a kid, but I mean. They live up north, like he doesn't ever really see her. Oh, okay. So she's, God, she's beautiful. She's nine? Maybe she just turned 10. I don't know. Um, but she, uh, so I moved home and I have this whole little wing from like this door out here to this door so I could lock the kids in and they could just run around like crazy and crawl around and be wild and yell and scream and cry. And That's awesome. So, yep. And then I've been here ever since. So when you when you had kids, did you start riding as soon as you were physically able to start riding, or were you kind of like after I had kids? Yeah, yeah. I well, I wanted to ride like a couple weeks after, and the doctor's like, uh, give it a couple months. And I thought, a couple months, fine, whatever. And I had them in both in October. I was like, all right, we're going through winter. And then yeah. like it was a crazy December, and it was like seventy degree weather. And I thought, I'm just gonna do it like to see how I feel. No, it was fine. Yeah, I think she's just kind of nervous. I mean, I would think, I don't know, I don't know that I was nervous, but I was drinking a lot when I had the kids. Like uh, I, was, I wouldn't think in straight period. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, as a mom, I would think that there might be some more like, you know, I don't nervous. know. Well, I never really wore a helmet. I mean, until... I'm nervous having my wife on my bike. It's like, Are when you? I take off, I'm like, fuck, this is the mom of my kids. Well, you know, both of you. What happens like, if something happens to both of you? Well, I don't, I don't think anything could happen to me. Like, I don't know. I don't, this, those things never cross my mind. But, like, before my wife gets on my bike, I'm like, oh, shit. Now I really got to check the nuts and bolts. You know, like, yeah. are the axles tight? You know, I'm like, fuck. I don't want to kill the mom of my kids. <sighs> True. Um, but, yeah, you, when I get on there, I don't ever... You're like, oh, that's know. fine. She's yeah. got this. I, well, I don't ever think that I could... Yeah, I never think I could 
You better not say that. Oh my God. <laughs> um, whenever I, uh, I don't know, I never really wore a helmet before I had kids, and now I wear a full face. Okay. And uh, I told dad, I'm like, you need to start wearing a helmet. Like, I, or I said, I'm going to wear a helmet blah, blah, I have kids. And I went, wait a minute, you have kids. Why don't you wear a helmet? And he's like, well, I never have this. And I go, well, you have grandkids now and you're going to wear a helmet. <laughs> so guess what? He wears a full face So he now. didn't wear a helmet before that, huh? Never. 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 So when did you, like, when were you able to, I mean, because you ride all of the bikes he's got. You're yep. capable of riding everything. Mm-hmm. When did you When did you realize that he would let you do that? Did you just, like, all of a sudden go, oh, really? And then just start taking out every single one of them? No, or is he, it like a slow... No, he would say, hey, we're going to go for a ride or we're going to do this and that. You're going to ride this one and I'm going to ride this one. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like I rode the tattoo bike one time. He was like, we're going to ride, we're taking these bikes to Sturgis. You're going to ride this one and I'm going to ride this one. And then we'll take a couple for each of us, like just in case like something happens or something breaks or... Yeah, yeah. Like just like... One Backups because you can. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, one time we were in Sturgis and on, uh, which I call my panhead, but he would correct me and say it was Well, he's his, not here. Yeah. He's not here. So my panhead one time, yeah. <laughs> um, my exhaust literally fell off because I don't know what I did or if I hit a bump, the uh, the weld broke. So obviously that wasn't fixable in Sturgis. Yeah, so yeah. we... Uh, we just well, had a couple it, spare... It was but, fixable, but you don't have to fix it when you got a spare no, bike. Have, yeah, you know. So he goes, okay, well, you're going to ride the tattoo bike, which has a really long Sugar Bear front end on it. And I'm like, okay, that's the only bike of yours I've never ridden. And it's that? Uh, uh, this one. Yeah, yeah, okay. Which, that doesn't have the Sugar Bear front end. So now it's even longer. And I don't know, have you ever ridden a Sugar Bear front end? I just rode one in Daytona. Okay. I, well, I rode, the first one I rode was on a Sportster, like, that had crazy horsepower, and it wasn't set up to Sugar Bear specs, and it was sketchy as fuck. And well, I rode it on the dirt. and then, But I finally rode dirt. one in Daytona, and it works so amazing. It's different than anything I've ever ridden, but it works great. I was so nervous, and Ted's like, it's the most easygoing riding bike I have. And I'm like, uh, it doesn't look like it. It like, doesn't it, look that it, way, Like, it makes it? me nervous. And so I, would, I was, like, kind of started out, and he goes, you're overthinking it. Like, you don't have to wrestle this. Literally, you can put your fingers on there, and it's like power steering for this chopper. It's not heavy. Don't quit trying to fight it. Don't fight it. I'm like, okay. So I finally finally got, got the hang of it. And I said, I don't really like curvy roads. Like I will, I like Sturgis and I like the curvy roads and I'll do them. But like the canyons, if I don't have to do it, I'm out. Really? Yeah. And so. Is it because of all the traffic or because? I don't know. Like, because I'm too like worried about looking around and I'm like, oh shoot, we got to turn. I don't know. It just kind of makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, you know, that's all fine and dandy. Like you ride the tattoo bike or one of the other choppers. I'm going to go ahead and ride something else I'm more comfortable on. I don't know why you're so scared of it. And you like would get really mad at me. So that's the one. You're fearless. You're fearless. You ride this bike. And I have a, one of my favorite videos of all time. He's like, I ride off on it. And he goes, been riding her whole damn life. I don't know why she's scared of it. And he like shit talks me on this video (laughs) as I'm like riding off. So yeah, but I mean, he's, he would never let me have a choice. When I was in a high school, I had never. Oh, so he didn't go. Hey, what do you? What bike do you want to ride? No. It was always like, you get on that one, I'm going this one. Let's go. And I'm like, Ugh. so it. Uh, I was on a big bagger one time, and I had never ridden on. I've never ridden on the freeway, and I thought we were just going to put around town. Which okay, totally fine, perfect. So then I go, we're not going on the freeway, right? And he's like, come on, you've never ridden on the freeway. Of course we're not going on the freeway. Guess what? He gets on the freeway. He goes down 35, and you know that big loop to 635? Yeah. We get on that, and I'm like, 
like peeing my pants in the entire time. Like I'm scared to death. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like 16 years old, like on this big bagger going around the 635 <laughs> loop at 35. And I, we finally got back here and I threw my helmet down. And I said, why did you do that? I wasn't ready. And he goes, because you never would have. He goes, if I would have Told asked you, you, yeah. you wouldn't have done it. But I did it and you had to follow me. Guess what? You did it. You feel better? And I said, no. No, I don't feel better. He goes, yeah, you did it because I made you. You had to do it. You didn't have a choice. It's like, okay, I see you, Dad. I got Mm -hmm. you. Um, Yeah, he knows. He knows his baby. Yeah. He knows how to communicate. He goes, well, now because, he goes, you can do anything I can do. I don't know why you're so scared to do it. I'm like, a lot of faith in me, Dad. That's well, funny. That's what I remember him saying that about you. I know she can write anything. I can write. And he's so confident and like nonchalant about it. And I'm like, so have you asked her about that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, but you I, can. You obviously can. But I'm like the I'm like the kid that. So my brother and sister had been fired a couple of times, you know, because they'll like <laughs> ar- he'll say something to them and like they'll argue back with him, and he'll say something to me, and regardless of if I'm gonna do it or not. Yes, sir. Okay, sir. You got it, sir. Either like change or just keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. So they don't they don't know how to play that game yet. The whole yes, sir, don't argue because you're not going to win. No, you just don't argue with the boss. Yeah. It's like arguing with cops. Like, um, no, you argue with the judge. Just let the cop do whatever dumb yep. cop shit he's got to do. Yep. And you take it up later on. Mm-hmm. Not everybody gets it though. You know, communication is tough. Yeah. It really is. So, um, what's your favorite bike to ride? Uh, my favorite bike to ride would be probably a 65 Panhead, which is that green one with the purple flames. That's the one that I ride most. Either that one or we had just built um, a Woodstock bike, and it's just like a little bobber, which... Uh, like that one? No, that's Janice, which it looks kind of similar. Janice. I oh, the Woodstock. This down. one right here with the oh, okay. dad and the other guy in the tie-dye shirt. Yeah, who's the other? Who's that guy? Doug Robinson. Doug he Robinson. was a CEO or the president of Utica Insurance for a long time. It's a fellow hamster. But hamster. We, uh, we built that bike for him, and uh, I mean, Dad loved it so much. He's like, "Would you ever sell that?" Because we built him another one too, and he's like, "Would you ever sell that Woodstock bike back to me?" And he's like, "Yeah, I guess so." So and then like Dad would kind of ride it, and I'd be like, "Can I ride that one?" So I started riding that one. I just kind of. That one kind of belongs to me now. Oh. Well, that's a cool one. It's almost stock dimensions, a little bit up and out, mm-hmm. a little lower on the springer. And it's just, it's so comfortable. You, it doesn't look very comfortable, but boy, it is. Oh, it looks good. Yeah. It's got a spring seat. I got my first spring seat. I've been making fun of spring seats for so long. You have? They're comfy. You just kind of bounce. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's yeah. still goofy, but it's on my race bike. It's got it, you know, the application works good there. Yep. But, uh, so did you race in Sons of Speed? I did. How'd you do? I mean, I feel like I did great. Good. I mean, I... So... Those bikes don't have brakes, right? No. Oh, my gosh. So it was like... <laughs> I'm out. What's funny is, you know, I show up, no experience. I've never ridden on a bank track, never ridden a brakeless bike. I've only ridden this tank ship bike out in front of my house on the real streets with traffic and no brakes. Don't you have a bunch of land, though? Yeah, but I, you know, to try and go 70 miles right. an hour on a... True, okay. You know, so I take it out to the the 40-mile-an-hour road in front of my house and see how fast I can go with traffic. (laughs) Anyways, I get to the track, and, you know, and Jody's there being Jody, and I'm like, Jody, come on, what do you got for me? She's like, well, what you need to do is you need to... But you got to do it in her accent now. Your turn. Uh, you need to. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I know it's harder than it. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? 
Uh, I, I, I mock Billy sometimes, but uh, yeah, she was just saying I needed to follow somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, like find somebody, follow them, see their line. She was like, and then she looked at me like, well, you can follow me, but, and I'm like, yeah, ah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, get back there. Stay back there, will you? <laughs> but uh, no, I just got out there and, you know, every time I got on the track, I got more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Every time we did something to, to the bike, it got faster. I got more comfortable. And the first of the first race. It was like, uh, you know, just the first race of the day for me. I go out there and I've got the gearing kind of wrong. It was my first time behind a pace bike. I loaded the carb up, fouled the plugs. By the time the race started, the bike just ran like shit. And I was just like, God, I mean, the whole pack leaves me. They almost lapped me. I didn't even finish the race. I pulled into the pits. The flag guy came off the track and waved the checkered flag as I was going through the pits like, I'm like, dude, just get the fuck out of here. You know, like, all I could think about was what I needed to do to fix what I had just done. Mm-hmm. So the next race, I changed the gearing. Went, what did I do? I went up a couple teeth in the back. Mm-hmm. And we cleaned the plugs. They were all black and shit. And uh, now at the pace bike, I, like, wasn't overthrottling it. And second race, they got... So the pace bike takes off the track, and you're supposed to wait till the white line to okay. start. No. Once the pace bike gets out of the way, everybody takes off. Well, I hadn't figured that out yet. Uh, so the second race, pace bike leaves and everybody kind of, you know. Rules I'm don't like, matter. I'm like, hey, dudes, what, the line's right there. Anyways. Like you're a rule follower, Dan. Well, Come on. you know. I was, you're an you outlaw. Know, I, I should have jumped it. I should have just jumped it. Anyways, those guys jump it a little bit. I take off. I end up passing two people, get third on my second race. So I'm okay. like, all right, now I'm running, you know. And I'd rather pass people than be, well, you know, being out front is good, but passing people feels really good, especially after the first race where I was just, it was bad. (laughs) So then the next race was the semifinal, and I rolled with them, and I got fourth place, and, you know, I felt great. Yeah, good. To even just being able to roll with the guys doing the fastest laps, I was like, all right, first time out here, that felt good. And I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Well, that's all that matters. It was. It is. That's right. Have you raced ever? No. Joey's so. never talked to you into coming out on the <laughs> so track? So they call her the Boston Bullet. And I told you in Sturgis, like, I'm not really big on, like, the curvy roads. So <laughs> I have been deemed the Dallas Snail. Mm. So you got the Boston Bullet, which she oh calls my. me that I kind Surely of... Surely they could come up with a better name than the well, Dallas Snail. It pisses off Dad because he's like... What do they call you the Dallas Snail for? Like, that's embarrassing. That's not a fairless nickname. I know. And he's like, I don't think so. Like, that's dumb. Come up with a different one. But, like, whenever we talk or we'll send mail back and forth, she'll write to the Dallas Snail from the Boston Bullet. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, no, I never had any desire to race, really. Going fast ain't your thing, huh? Not really. No. I could care less about it. (laughs) You two must get along really well. Every uh, every brunette has to have a blonde. Best so have you ever gone to the races with her? I mean, do you even do you enjoy yeah. the race atmosphere much? I do, but I mean, it's a lot of sitting around, waiting around. It is, and I'm like, I don't know how to relax. So I'm like always up, like pacing or doing something. And whenever she would go to Bonneville all the time, that's when I was having babies. Okay. So I never really went. I mean, I talked to her a million times. Pretty sweet. Yeah, I'd love to go, but I mean, there's a lot of sitting around. There is a lot of sitting around. And I can't just really sit around and obviously uh, I got to watch my hours here. So I don't yeah, have yeah. time to sit around. <laughs> oh, uh, so what's your main gig up here now? What's what's um, your job? What's your title? General manager. Oh, everything. You're everything. still doing everything now. Yeah. My sister, um, 
she pretty much runs the apparel department. Um, I'm in apparel, I would say I'm mainly, like I couldn't tell you the last time I sat at my desk. Like I'm mainly at the apparel counter with her because she and I go over like orders and what we need and t-shirt designs and kind of, I mean, anything, but then I'll get called to service or I'll have to go to sales or print out a temp tag for somebody or I don't know, kind of anything. Fix the credit card machine at the bar. So I'm just kind of like all over the place, but she's there so I'm able to do it. Or I still do insurance. We have a we have another kid that does insurance here named Harrison. Mm-hmm. And so if he's not here or he's busy or something, then I do insurance also. Wow. So kind of. So now your t-shirt sales, you do a lot online. Surely those just, yes. you're shipping them out all the time, right? Okay. Here's what I want to talk to you about. Oh, so come I told, on. You know what I'm going to say, I think. I don't know. So I was talking to dad and I said, yeah, I'm going to be on a Danger Dan's podcast, blah, 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 next week. And he goes, how do we get a shop tee of the shirt? And I'm, or a shop <laughs> shirt of the month. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, well, you sign MC up. And he goes, shop MC shop tee. MC shop tee. And so I go, I don't know. Well, I think you go on his website and you sign him. He goes, no, 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 no. I don't want to receive one. I want to send one. I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know. Well, and we talked goes. about it, but he's he's pretty big on the tie-dye thing. Where, where do you stand on the tie-dye? You Because you, I've never seen you wear any tie-dye. You know, it's he calls it our weekend uniform. So on the weekends, which I hardly work weekends anymore just because uh, I have the kids and they're little and they go to public school. So I want to actually be able to spend time with them yeah and so because i mean it sucks picking them up from school you have homework you have to cook dinner laundry do stuff for the next day and so you don't you don't have to like you can't do anything with them in between that time and then you you have to work on weekends i would never see them yeah yeah and so uh and if they're up here so that's how you get out of wearing tie-dye is you had kids yes (laughs) okay my kids my uh pearl loves tie-dye okay like she lives in tie-dye Really? Yes. And your and your dad loves that. He makes sure he, that she can live in yes, tie dye. Absolutely. There those two, oh my god, he love well, he loves both of them, obviously, but God he loves that baby. Yeah. And she uh so she loves tie dye, my son, I mean, he doesn't really care. The kids don't, the boys don't care, really. I used to wear a lot of tie dye like when I was younger, but obviously I'm getting older and things are changing and so black is very slimming. Oh really? So I wear a lot of black. No wonder black looks so good on me. There you go. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, and we 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 need where's, to talk through that. Where's your tie dye? I, I don't. Are I you don't a tie dye kind of guy? No, mm. no, no. My tie dye is like a white shirt that has black on it. You know, like uh, oil stains and mm. dirt and grime. Natural tie dye. Natural. T- maybe that's what we need to do. There you go. I could send out white shirts with a tie dye instruction kit. That's too costly. <laughs> It's too costly. Let's not do that. No, just like a little on we, uh, the postcard, it'll tell people how to tie dye their own shirt. You know what though? It's we do. We're known for our tie dye, um, but right now tie dye is so huge. I'm having trouble getting tie dye, and if I get a tie dye shirt, it is astronomically priced. I know. Like it's it's nuts. And well, so when he when we talked about it, and I looked into it, I was like, I could, yeah, I they're expensive, but I mean. Obviously, I don't know if you looked at the shirts whenever you walked in, but we have a lot of black. We have a lot of white. We have some tie-dyes here and there, but it's just, it's hard to get and it's expensive. So. Really? So you guys have, I mean, what's, but the people want it? Yeah. The people want to buy that shirt. Absolutely. So yeah. we have to buy, when I find a good price on tie-dye and I can actually get them, I buy them by the pallet load. Like our, I tell our t-shirt vendor, buy all of our shirts, like buy a ton of them. We'll print them all in one whack and a bunch of different designs and we'll keep back stock. So whenever, instead of next time having to order more shirts and then print them, 
They're already there. Yeah. Print them and let's go. So have you guys ever done your own tie-dye? No. However, there's a guy we found in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Yeah. And he hand tie-dyes all the stuff, puts them on a clothesline like he's old school. Yeah. So he's a... He's like the danger Dan of the tie-dye world. Wait a second. I don't know about that. I don't What's know. his name? <laughs> Jeffrey Ducat. Jeffrey Ducat. Yeah, and the guy, so here's how funny he is. He sends me a special tie-dye shirt for my birthday. It was a long sleeve. I really loved it. He writes on the shirt, happy birthday, Lena, and he numbers all of the shirts. He'll put like 17 of 258 or something. And then, not only does he write on my shirt and sends me a really nice birthday shirt, you know? It was really nice, right? Yeah, absolutely. He invoices me for it. <laughs> I would never do something like, see, how could you compare me to this guy? But he's like, I mean, he's, he sent us a bunch of, of like... Um, samples? Sa- well, it was, it was a picture. There were a bunch of pictures of like, yeah, like samples and here's what we could do and here's all the different types of tie-dye. Like, which style do you want? There's like a spiral, and then there's one like going down. There's a black and a white one. I mean, how like, do you mass produce tie-dye shirts I don't anyways? Know. Mm. How do you ride a Sugar Bear Sportster race bike on the dirt? You Very carefully. There you go. See? I don't do See? anything very carefully. Um, but he, uh, he was sending us all those pictures, and at the end, we're, he's on speakerphone, and we're talking to him. We're like, ah, oh, I kind of like the third picture. The seventh picture is okay. And then we got down to the bottom and I said, um, why did you send us a picture of your breakfast? And he like throws his head back and laughs out loud. And he goes, I just thought it was funny. Like he did two eggs, his eyes, the bacon is the mouth and some stuff on the side. And I thought this guy is a goober. Like he is goofy. So what is he, what does a tie dye shirt cost to be hand done in truth or consequences? Uh, you know, I don't really know. I know what I sell them for, but. But you see, so you see where you are using this guy. Yeah, we use the guy. Okay. I'm wow. not going to tell you how much they cost. Dan. Okay, no, I thought we're this. On, was, I didn't know you were doing business with this yeah, guy. Yeah, doing business with the guy. That's awesome, though. Yeah. You got somebody that does them like that. Yep, and I mean, you can send him anything. Like, I was going to say, my I, because I be bet it's new. not fucking cheap. No, to have not, it done. No, but it's cool though because you have such a unique tie dye. No, that, and that's I think it's amazing. Yeah. And so this guy's really neat. Like, you can even get like, say, I sent him this shirt. Mm-hmm. He'll reverse tie dye it. And he'll bleach, he'll tie it all up like whatever they do, and he'll bleach it out and then tie dye. A black shirt. Yeah. Like, so he'll. Oh, he'll bleach out the black yeah, and then tie like, dye so, with a bleach yeah, part. So, yeah. And so it's like a black shirt, but it's got the tie dye in it, and it is neat looking. That is cool. And he's like the only guy out there that does it. Yeah, I can't so. imagine. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to Besides, see like, a... the Grateful Dead, and they're all dead. Yeah. You know, like, who else? Gratefully. Is, who else has branded themselves with tie dye? It's true. Nobody. You know who has a lot of tie dye is Bucky's, but I mean. Oh, Bucky's does. I have know. Tie-dye. So we used to use a company that did all the shirts for Bucky's, and so whenever they did tie dye, we would like piggyback on their shirt order to get it like even yeah. cheaper. But I mean, I think they I didn't realize out of business and there was Bucky's in Florida. Yeah, they had just built that one. Really? That's new? Yeah. So Jody called me and she goes, you will never guess where I am. <laughs> and she does a thing, like we do a thing where we'll each go to a different Bucky's and you have to like get some kind of knickknack or some kind of, you know what UJ is, like useful junk. 
So you have to get some kind no, of nickname. I did not know for, what UJ was. So you got to get some kind of UJ, you know. And then is you. This a, is this an up north thing or is that? Yeah, she calls it UJ, but okay. it's useless junk. Yeah, yeah. And so you have to, uh, like all these people get different stuff. And then you have to have one person that picks the winner. Like who got the best thing from Bucky's? Best useful junk. Yeah. So um, in Florida, Jody gave Pearl a Bucky's pillow. And she's, it's like a Bucky's head, but it's like a little... You know how much my dad does this already? He loves buying useless junk there you at go. Bucky's. Yeah, be like, Dad, we don't need all this UJ. Come my on dad now. is a competitor in this game. Oh, my God. You got to play the game. He could compete. So he, uh, so Jody ended up winning the UJ contest because <laughs> Pearl is inseparable with this pillow. Like, oh. it's, like she takes it to... Well, that sounds useful. Uh, it's still... I don't know. <laughs> like she even like in her little booster seat in the car she'll the other day I turned around and I said why are you so tall she goes I'm sitting on my pillow it's like oh, okay alright so she uses that instead of a regular pillow when she goes to bed at night wow wow yeah so uh you, you ever do any of the cooking here yeah lord no 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 cause you guys got one of the best fucking burgers I wish I could take part ever. in that but no I uh I don't, I'm, I'm super clumsy oh, and really? I can't really, I don't get the concept of. Did that of just come with the nickname? Bingin'. Yeah. Clumsy. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like my dad used to tell me when I was little that my legs looked like a squirrel that had gotten run over a few times. And that stands true <laughs> to this day. Like he'll oh say, gosh. like he'll go, I don't know. I'm okay. So fun fact, if I'm not riding or, um, Basically, if I'm not riding or wearing leggings, I have a dress on. So I'll wear a dress probably five days a week in leggings, like two. Is that to hide those squirrel ran over legs? or? Well, no, I wear a dress and he's like, what are you doing? Like, people are going to think I beat the crap out of you. Like, even when I was little, they're like, does your, do your parents beat you? I'm like, no, I banged to the nightstand or I tripped or oh, I Oh, because you got some, bruises yeah, on your legs. Yeah, everywhere. I have bruises everywhere, like legs, arms. I had one on my foot this morning, and I thought, I wonder where I got that bruise. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. just happens to me. And I've broken probably a ton of toes, my arm when I was two. Like, I'm just real clumsy. Very clumsy. Yeah. What's the last thing you broke? Uh, the last thing I broke, probably my foot. I don't know, I break feet all the time. Toes. I have super long toes. How do you so break your feet? I don't know. Like, I have the craziest, like, literally, I think it was on this foot. So I have, here's another, do I have a big bruise right here? A blue bruise? Yeah, you do have a bruise. It's yeah. like yellow. Yeah, I know. Like, look at my legs. Oh, my god. I know. So I have to keep them tan so at least, like, so I have that going So you yourself a couple times on pipes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. More times than none. And I, so we've always, and I even distill this in my kids, you are not allowed to ride in what Rick Fairless calls beach clothes. So you have to wear <laughs> you have to wear long pants when you ride. One time, Pearl, absolutely you do. Pearl was wearing something. He goes, "You ain't riding in beach clothes." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "Those are beach clothes." And she goes, "Grandpa, they're leggings or blah blah." And he said, "No, they're so beach clothes. they're beach clothes." So you have and to if wear. You're not biking. You're beaching. Apparently. I know. So you have to wear blue jeans when you ride. And one time I didn't, and I uh, I was on it. I don't know what dirt bike I was on, but. My dad went through, my brother went through, and then I tried to go through like this big muddy puddle and my bike wasn't powerful enough and it was so, I think I was on the 50 maybe. 
and it wasn't powerful enough to go through this big muddy puddle and I like went halfway and then like fell over like not realizing I wouldn't go and like hey dummy put your feet down so I had this huge um this huge mark on my leg where I burned my leg and I had to go to the hospital and they had to like scrape it and put silvadine and it was bad muddy yeah. puddle with a fucking burn um I was like four okay oh, yeah. five he said, I told you, that's why you don't wear beach clothes. When so you did you together. ever did you ever have to do the TV show? Were you around during that time? Yes, and that's actually when you asked me if I cook. That's probably one of my favorite episodes with my grandma is she's trying to teach me how to cook. And they're like, listen, we know you know a little bit about cooking, but act like you don't know anything about like You know, it's, it was a staged show pretty much. Oh, no. I know. No, don't <laughs> fucking burst everybody's bubble. So, <laughs> hey, remind me after this to tell you about a show. Okay. Um, and so she was yelling and screaming at me about like using a spatula. She goes, get a spatula and we're going to blow us. So I got tongs and she's like, God damn it, the spatula. And she's like screaming and yelling at me the whole time. So that's, I look really, I, I look way more dumb on the show than I am in real life. And I understand I'm a blonde, but. Not naturally. Well, you know? TV accentuates that, you know. Yeah, like they, I looked so stupid on that it. show. I know. How old were you then? Um, I was. I don't know, twenty-five. No, twenty-two, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Twenty-two. But the first show, I was. I was seventeen when we started that show. That's what I was thinking. That it was. Yeah, that was Texas Hardtails and then Ma's Roadhouse. Um, Okay, so I'm to not announce this. I'm 35, and what's this is 2022. The show aired in 2010, so I mean, how old would I have been? 2010, that's 12 years ago. How old was I told 23, years ago? 23. 23. Yeah, yeah it's close. 23. Uh, math isn't my strong point, by the way. So you did, you weren't a part of it when you were in high school, the first one? Yeah, all of the above. Oh, you were not, you were in the first one too? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, no. This place funner without cameras, or did, was that fun, doing that? No, it was not fun. Because you fun. would have to do a take like three or four times, and they would say, perfect, one more time, just for good measure. And it's like, oh, my God. Uh, We've done a job swap a couple times, which is... Job swap. So it's it's based out of Germany. Well, it's job swap Germany. So we had uh, some Germans come here and film, and then my aunt and I went over to Switzerland... Come on. To film. And so we literally swapped jobs and we worked in like a five star resort and we had like holy jeans and I had a backwards hat on and we walked into this resort and then the two girls that worked at the resort came to work in the bar with like their traditional like Swiss clothing on. And then uh, we just had two girls from Germany do job swap again. And really? Recently? Mm hmm. um, A month ago. Okay. So. They came here and we sent two guys over there and like there's a whole gag. So the gag was when the girls when they came here, a we didn't know they were girls, and so Dad was like, "Oh great, they're supposed to be working in my service department and they're girls," and Perfect. then I know. And then not only <laughs> were they girls, they were bicycle mechanics. So our guys went over there to be bicycle mechanics, and then those girls came here because it's like a gag, you know? Yeah. Like hey, we're gonna send these uh. Yeah. These hillbillies. We're just trying to create content. Yeah, like we're going to send these hillbillies from Strokers over to Switzerland. So how was going to Germany? Surely that had to be sweet. It was stunning. We parasailed in the, para, excuse me, paraglided. In like the, off, the, off of a mountain? In the Swiss Alps. And it was oh stunning. It was gosh. the most beautiful thing. 
I've ever done. There's cows in the road. You just, I said, can we stop and pet that cow? Like just trying to be funny. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. They stopped and let us out and we pet that cow on the side of the road. Oh my gosh. I know. It's nuts. It was neat. That sounds like Mexico. Yeah, a little prettier, I think. Oh, the cow on the road. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> a little colder than Mexico. Did you get to ride over there? No, I wanted to. I want to ride in a foreign country so bad. Yeah. That's where I en- I envy you, Dan. Like, I want to go to Nepal and ride a motorcycle. Come with us. I want to. November. We're going back in November. Oh, my God. Dad wants to go so bad it hurts. Really? Yes. Oh, my like, gosh. On, the two of you would be so much fun over there. And he was like, even Michael Lichter got to do it. Like, I want to go to Nepal. Oh, he should come with us. Do you? Uh, I, need to see, I need to talk to Bear and see how many spots are left on the trip. But. Doesn't Beaner always go, too? Beaner's been a couple times, or he, maybe he went once. Mm. He was in Vietnam for a while. I saw Doing that. his own tours over there. I want to uh, ride in a foreign country somewhere. Nepal is wild. I bet it's it is. It's so wild. Like, the fucking people. And the people are like a different, they're like not normal humans. What do you mean? Like, they're, they're just not like Americans or anybody. Like, they're just, I don't know. They have like a different drive. They're so nice. They're mm. so friendly. It's like. It's a, it's it takes a minute to, you know. You think everybody's hitting on you at first, you know, but huh. they're just friendly. They're just really friendly, you I know. Love it. And like, the tra- I mean, that's the way the traffic works, you know. Like they don't have lights or nothing. There's not a bunch of accidents. They all like, you know. I don't know. I think I'd probably squeal through the intersection, like, ah, please don't hit me. Oh, you no, know, you will. You will <laughs> for a couple of days, and then you'll be like, oh wait, they're okay. not going to hit me. Like, literally, if you look at somebody. Mm-hmm. They go in front of you. But if you just go and don't look at anybody, then they're like, oh, then shit, they just don't go? let you go. Like there's no mm. and it's not like disrespectful. Sure. When you honk your horn at somebody, they don't get mad. They're like, oh, okay, there you are. Oh. It's my- like you just honk the horn to say, hey, I'm here. Like the people I'm with, the first couple of days, they'd all get like, this motherfucker's honking at me. Like they would get upset. And I'm like, no, that guy's just going, hey dude, I'm right here. And at the, the lights, down. they'll roll up next to you and just like Lean on you? They'll just touch you? Because they're just like... Be like, okay. Space is such a... Uh, You're going to get mad at yourself for rolling in that like chair. Thigh. A small commodity. Like, space is so valuable over there. So, like, <laughs> if you leave space in front of you, somebody's going to fill it. Mm-hmm. It's just wild. And then, like, to, like, all the fucking buildings and old... You know, like, we went to, I think, four or five different UNESCO heritage, like, World Heritage sites. Like... Some of the oldest things on the planet, and cool. it's just like mind-boggling. It was Fucking beautiful. Gorillas and monkeys jumping around. Maybe not gorillas, but monkeys. Wait till I tell Dad. Be like, "Hey, uh, you make it to go down to Nepal." He'd be like, "What?" I'm oh yeah, go. yeah. Tell him, tell him, tell him. That would be fun. Yeah, it's crazy. And mm-hmm. I'm going to Mexico next month to We're, ride your motorcycle. Yeah, I'm racing from Austin, Texas, down to Oaxaca, Mexico. Huh. So you're taking your bike? What bike are you going to ride? The Pan America. Okay. It's going to be so sick. I bet it is. So who are you racing? I don't even know. I was about to say the clock. Like, who are you racing? So there's this this group called the Mezcal Moto Rally. Mm -hmm. I found them two years ago. They were going to do the first one in 2020. That got canceled. The one last year got canceled. So they're popping it up today, or this year. And from the way I understand it, they got... It's three days. We leave Friday, first stop Saltillo, then San Miguel, then Oaxaca. And in between each one of those stops, they have a bunch of other places that you can go to. You take a photo, you get extra points. Mm. 
So it's not necessarily who's the fastest. It's who sees the most shit. That's kind of cool. What's the time frame? Three days. So like the, the Wait, hotels... Wait, you're going to go are... to Austin there in three days? Austin, no, Austin to Saltillo. Saltillo to San Miguel. San Miguel to Oaxaca. Sheesh. Three days. Mm-mm. And then we're in Oaxaca. And everybody's like, you know, then you get to go do whatever you want. Mm. Your wife doesn't care that you go all over the place and like... You're gone all the time? No, I mean, I try not to be gone for more than two weeks at a time. Okay. Like, that's where I try and draw the line. Now, obviously, you know, a couple days here and there. And sometimes I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not gone for two weeks at a time very often. Mm, you know, it's okay. like seven to ten days is usually, you know, and not that she's stoked about it. I'm not stoked about being away from them. But it's also like it, do, it works for us really well. You know, like that time away. Yeah. The last four or five days, you know, fuck, we're Absence ready. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. It's exactly right. And it, it uh, you know, rejuvenates. Sometimes she's like, I think you need to get on your motorcycle and go somewhere. Like, <laughs> You've been around the house a little bit too long, you know. I bet she was happy when y'all were raking leaves, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah happy mean, wife, happy life. Yeah, it's mandatory. Yeah. You know. And it's a man's job. You know, but you know what makes her happier? What? Is when she's madder before that. You know, like, mm-hmm. you can't be real happy unless you get real mad. It's true. So sometimes I kind of, like, push it. Oh, my God. And then, bam. Hey, boys, we're going to rake leaves. you got to do something to piss off your mama. No, I mean, you know, I don't have to. Normally, <laughs> I just do it, you know. It just happens. <laughs> mm. uh, but, you know. Okay, so you mentioned shows, and I was like, i got to tell you about okay. this. Okay. So when I get back from Florida... Uh, like Daytona? Daytona, yeah. And I don't know if this had anything to do with that. Whatever. Anyways, I get a fucking email. This guy's like, hey, I'm a TV producer, blah, 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 blah. You know, will you call me? You can Google me, look me up. Just call me. I got an mm-hmm. idea. So I'm like, okay. Call this guy up. And uh, he's like, hey, man, did you Google me? Blah, blah, blah. I'm a TV producer. So I'm like, nah, I didn't. You did know, you Google me? I just, I just took your word, you know? like. Did you Google me? Settle down, buddy. Yeah, okay. yeah I, did, I didn't. And uh, he's like, okay, okay, well, uh, you know, I do this, this, and that. I got this show called Swamp People. And I'm like, okay, well, what's up? What are you thinking? He goes, well, first off, how do you feel about wild animals? I'm like, I don't know. I kill wild animals and eat them. And, you know, like in what context? Yeah, like, where where are you going with this? He's like, well, more specifically, how do you feel about snakes? Mm -mm. And I'm like, I, I don't know, you know, my kids are comfortable around snakes. I, you know, I, I kill snakes too, you know, like not eating them, but I'm killing them. And he was like, okay, well, uh, oh yeah. And he said something about confidentiality. Obviously I'm blowing that one right now, but uh, he's like, I got a show. I didn't hear anything. I, I got a show. I think these people did either. What, what did he say? He was like, uh, oh, well, apparently, no, he was like, so there's a bounty on pythons in Southern Florida. So we've got this show, we're on our second season, where we film these people hunting pythons. And I was like, man, that's funny you say that. I like, I was riding through the Everglades a couple years ago, like, just hoping that I could find a python and jump him with my chopper, you know, and just cut him right in half. <laughs> and that guy goes, well, that's why I'm calling. I think we can make that happen. And I'm like, no fucking way, you know, like. <laughs> What a coincidence. So then we get to talking about numbers and time, and it's not going to work out. Oh, like, dang it. He's like, I need you for eight weeks. I'm like, no, dude. Eight? They're like, fuck, we have to book that two or three years in advance, you know? Mm. But I was like, but what if, you know, like, say me and maybe some friends were out in the Everglades looking for a place to camp, and we just happened to come up upon your hunters 
that are filming. And we're like, I don't know, my headlight goes out on my chopper, so they're helping me like guide my way through the Everglades. And then a python comes across the road, and I jump that motherfucker. I jump it with my chopper. Yeah, yeah. You know, we could do that in a day. You know, I don't have to be there for eight weeks. We can just do that scene, and then I, you know, you guys got a mount, a bounty. I can get some snakeskin boots, and we'll go our separate ways. But he said, "Yeah, no." Yeah, he, mm. no, no. he wanted like Danger Dan for the 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 whole season. Ooh, be a lot of danger. Fucking a Danger Dan chopper rider hunting pythons in the Everglades. This guy's stretching. It's like jumping the shark. Yeah, jumping a shark. You know, on whenever, have you seen that? That's a Rick Fairlessism. So, like on happy Wait a days. Second. A Rick Fairlessism? Yeah, there's a lot of Rick Fairlessism. Did you know? No. Oh my gosh. So, uh. Please inform me. Let me think of it. So, back to Jody. She has a quote book. Whenever she hears something funny or something really outrageous, she writes it down. Boy, she's got a lot of Rick Fairlessisms in her, in okay. her quote book. Okay. We'll have to call her in a minute to see if she has them because I, I, you put me on the spot. Well, tell me about the shark one. So whenever we were doing Ma's Roadhouse, they got a little bit crazy, like with the script, and he was like, listen, y'all are jumping the shark. Like, I'm, we can't do this. And they're like, excuse me? And he goes, has nobody seen that episode of Happy Days when Fonzie's riding, and then he gets on his chopper, and he's like, is going from one side of the ocean to the other, and he ends up jumping this shark? And we were all like, no. And he goes, it just means the show's getting outrageous, okay? And we were like, hmm. Jumping the shark. Wow. I didn't know yeah. Fonzie rode through the ocean. He jumped a shark somehow, apparently. You still he, haven't seen the episode? No. Your dad brings this up, and you're like, I, yeah. I mean, I want to Google the episode now. Do it when we leave. Okay. I'll text you and remind you, hey, <laughs> jump in the shark. Oh. Yeah. Well, speaking of Jody, have you done her show? Yes. Her and Dave? Yeah, so, um, which, I don't know, I probably shouldn't say this, but whenever, like, if she doesn't have anybody lined out, yeah. she's like, hey, I need you to go on her show. And I'm like, uh, okay. That's why they want me to be on. They're like, hey, we just got, no, we got like, Danger I've, Dan for filler. No, like, if, if you were to bail or something, uh-huh. Lena, listen, like, I need you to, who do you know that can come on our show? Can you come on our show? Sure. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. You'll do good on their show. Chopper well, history. I want to go up there and do a podcast with her and her dad or her dad separately, mm-hmm. really, really separately. Really one day, the three of us need to sit down, me, you, and Jody. Because oh. I bet the two of you together would be... So we have deemed ourselves Team Fairwitz. <laughs> team Fairwitz. Fairwitz. Yeah, we yeah. should do a Fairwitz Danger Dan podcast. Do you, uh, which, okay, I follow you on Insta, but uh-huh. I know you don't follow me on Insta. I don't? Probably not. Why would you know? Yes, I do. I don't know. Surely I so do. So whenever we were going to Florida. I probably don't. She, no, I, I don't think you do. <laughs> so whenever we do these countdowns, like for Sturgis, oh, everybody's no. like, oh my God, please tell me y'all are going to do a countdown. And we post like the most ridiculous, funny countdown? Yeah. So we'll say, my kids are really big on like how many days until blah, blah. And I would go back and oh, forth because yeah, yeah, I wouldn't I know how many days. I'm like, uh, seven sleeps. Uh-huh. So we'll do however many sleeps it takes oh, to yeah. get to. Oh, yeah. My kid just went to Key West yesterday, so we've been counting oh, down sleeps. <clears throat> so do you do sleeps? It's easier sleeps, to count sleeps. days, whatever. Well, days get confusing. Do you count today or do you count tomorrow as the first day? That's why you could do sleeps. I don't let my kids ask me that many questions, you know? Uh, all right. <laughs> so anyway, we do, uh, we do these, do these countdowns, this, how many sleeps until we meet up and go somewhere. And so we... We post all these ridiculous pictures, and um, so it's always be hashtag Team Fairwitz. So is that the is that the uh, Instagram handle Fairwitz? No, well, mine's Fairless. I was gonna hers. say, I, yeah, I follow mine's you. Just fairless. Don't I don't fuck, know. Don't fuck around with me. Mm. Bam. 
following. Oof. Following. Make me eat my words. Hey, look at us on that yacht. Pretty cool, huh? Did we tag Fairwitz on that? No. What kind of person only has one boat? Oh, that's a Rick Fairlessism. Oh, that's okay. a Fairlessism right okay, there? Okay, so um, <laughs> one time dad was, uh, I actually think he said it to my boyfriend. He goes, he was talking about it and he's like, hey, uh, this guy goes, yeah, Rick, you're going to Sturgis, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, yeah, my daughter and I are going up there. And he's like, oh, well, maybe I'll ride with you. And he goes, oh, well, we're going to take the pickup in the trailer. And he's like, seriously, you're going to trailer? And dad's like, yeah, I'm taking like eight motorcycles up there. And the guy like looks at dad like he's crazy. My boyfriend is standing there and he goes, hey, uh, how many uh, bikes you riding to Sturgis? And my boyfriend goes, no, I'm taking my truck and trailer because I'm taking like two or three bikes up there. And dad goes, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can only ride one motorcycle at a time. I mean, what kind of person only has one motorcycle? Like you're riding the whole way. So that was a Rick Fairlessism. So we. Oh, so we he didn't do, say boat. He yeah, said motorcycle. What kind of person only has one? Yeah. Motorcycle? So now that's like our thing. Like, what kind of person only? What kind of person only has one pair of cowboy boots? You know what I mean? Yeah. So. You too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get pretty. How ridiculous. often do you go up there? Um, I go up there. I don't know, a couple few times a year, no. and I try to take my kids whenever we think it's going to snow because my kids have never seen snow. And Still. So, yeah. So we went up there. Seven years old, they never seen snow. I know. Last year was fucking snowpocalypse here. Yeah, but that's not real snow, Dan. Okay, so you're talking about like three foot of yeah. snowball material. Yeah, like you can't, they've, okay, they've never made a snowball, like an actual snowball. Oh, man. And so we Poor went up there. Kids. I know. We went up God. there a couple uh, years ago because we thought it was going to snow. And she and I were going to go to the Cowboy game or the Cowboy Patriots game. Okay. And uh, we, we stayed up there about a week and then we came home. It snowed the next day, like the day after we left. They still have never seen snow. Still. So we try to go up there, and then she has a boat, so we'll go up there and hang out on her boat. She's so got out one her. boat? What kind of person has one boat? It's <laughs> ridiculous. She has that boat and then like a little John boat. I got so like, she has two. I got two boats, and neither one of them run. Well, it's okay. You, have, you still have two boats. <laughs> I guess one of them doesn't have a motor, so That's okay. it runs. Uh, but yeah, we try to see each other as much as we can, like whenever, like we'll meet in Florida and then, um, we were supposed, supposed to do the Kyle Petty charity ride and oh, I was going to ask you if you've done any of those big, I haven't. And she hasn't either. And she and I were the angel riders. And then, um, the I angel had, riders, what is that? Are you like leading the pack? No, that's whenever somebody sponsors you to go. It's like 10 grand to go. And so the guy who sponsors the angel rider every year passed away. And so there's a guy named John Christner that was going to sponsor Jody. He goes, you know, I know you girls really want to go. And we'd been on him to go, but you can only have one angel rider. So he said, you know what? I'll sponsor Jody if Herschel Walker sponsors Lena because we store a bunch of his bikes here. Like he's one of our family friends, our eldest family friends. And so we call Herschel. And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll sponsor her to go. Well, now Herschel's not going because he's running for Senate in Georgia. And that's all he's been doing. So now like... I could still go, but obviously I didn't want to pay the ten grand. And then one of Dad's friends said, "Well, I'm not going to go. You can have my spot if you want." But Dad and I are going to ride to Big Bend in May, oh, and sick. so she can't back out because her sponsor is still going and still going to be there. So she's still going. And so she goes, "Well, I'm really bummed you're not going." Um, she has something scheduled for whenever Dad and I go to Big Bend because she was going to go with us. So she goes, "Well, after Kyle Petty, I'm just going to ride to Dallas and I'll hang out with you for 
a few four or five days. Where's the Kyle Petty ride at? Um, this year it's going to, it's going to start in Phoenix and it's the first, it was supposed to do 2020, it got canceled, 2021 got canceled and then now they're doing it 2022. And so this year is the first year they're going to do a spoken hub, you know what that means? Where you start in like Phoenix and then you go out to this place then you go here, 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 and then you end up in Phoenix. Oh, gotcha. But normally, like one of the other years, prior years, dad went, they went from Seattle um, to Key Largo, Florida in like Holy eight or nine days. Shit. But it's it's an escorted ride, so you can blow through stoplights like you. Well, you're do, they're doing the interstate from yeah. Seattle to fucking Key Largo. I know, but you stop at really cool places along the way. And how many people way. were in that ride? 300. Oh my god! It's pretty cool. It's yeah. a neat deal, but it's like it's such a like well organized machine. It's kind of like Chick Fil A. You know how the Chick Fil A lines around the building, yeah, but those, then that fucking place. Yeah. So Dad says that um, you go to a restaurant. You all right? Okay. So say you're gonna get gas. You go to the gas pump. You don't even get off your bike. There's somebody there fills you up. You keep going. The next person comes up. They fill you up. Keep going. Because when you pay the ten grand. That's everything included. That's your hotels, that's your meals, that's your gas, everything. That seems legit. I know. To do something like that. Yeah. And so um, he said when you go to your hotel, like you leave that morning, leave all your stuff in the hotel. And when you leave. Damn. And when you leave. I know y'all are recording, but I got business to take care of. Oh, my gosh. In here with her. With her. Where's that paperwork for Jackie? Um, On Vicki Smith's desk. Okay. It's all ready to sign. Yes. I have two pages flipped over because I was going through it to make. You uh, okay. sample copy. Sorry to interrupt you. You're all good. That's that hey, like business scared, first. Looks like business that scared the first. shit out of you. Yeah, See well. that I was a I was doing marketing here GM, with you, GM. and now I had to just be salesman. Mm-hmm. There you go. Killing it. So, so you guys are riding the Big Ben. You gonna ride from here? Are you trailering out there? What no, are you we're doing? gonna ride from here. Oh, so sick. Yeah. So that's funny because I think I'm gonna take my wife you are? to Big Ben in May. So when are you going? I don't know yet. We're going May, I think, 16th. I don't know when we're coming back, but we're going to time it with the kids' school where my sister's able to pick up and then my ex-husband will pick up like a couple days during the week. Yeah. So that way, if they're still in school, then like my sister... They don't have to work as hard? Yeah, my sister can take them to school, come to work during the day, pick them up, like kind of do my job because I... It's quite the logistics I've had to figure out. So I have to, I leave my house um, at like 6.30. I, they go to school 30. So you're not quite on your dad's schedule, like leaving no. at 2 in the morning or Lord, whatever? Lord, no. Does. I'm more of like a 6.30er to like, I get here about 7.30 and then I leave at 2 to go get them. And then sometimes I bring them back and continue out the day. And then sometimes I just go home and do stuff like laundry and make dinner. Yeah. You know, be mom. The important things yeah. in life. Yeah, no, we got a, so we got the Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival. Okay. And that's like the 22nd. So I'm, I'm thinking like the. Of April? Yeah, no, in May. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking early May. Uh, it's supposed to be nice weather. It's going to be hot, but. Well, you know, I mean, it it's, won't, I it's doubt. Big ben. His thing is if you go west, it's not going to rain on you. You go, we, you go east, it'll rain on you the entire way. So that's, that's why we decided Big Bend. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's why the cannonball runs those directions because oh, really? the storms move from east, west to east. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you go east, sometimes you can just get in it and stay with it the yeah. whole time. But west, even if you hit it, you're going to go through it because it's going in a different direction. Hmm. But Big yeah. Ben's good. I've been looking at, like, different fucking Airbnbs to, 
you know, just they had weird trailers, fucking earth ships. And earth ships. Want to go down to, uh, what is it? Marfa. Ba, what is it? Bapetus? Ba, ba, uh, ba, ba, I don't know. Basetia Lecce's? I'm, I'm the little go. fucking rowboat crossing on the Rio Grande? No, I don't so, know. Oh, and I don't know if they still do it, but it's like, you know, where you take the rowboat across the Rio Grande. Captain you, Pablo's your guide. Captain Pablo? You didn't know about what? this? What? No. Well, you got to go. So I'm really interested in, do you know what the Marfa lights are? The Marfa lights. That's like, you know, in the, the last Marfa like. The Marfa lights. Have you? Yeah, tell me what. Tell me what you know about the Marfa lights. Tell me I don't about know, this. <laughs> I don't know much about the Marfa lights except for I want to see those suckers. Oh well. Like, isn't hey. it like the Northern Lights or like the Aurora Borealis that it's like this? No, no, no. The Marfa lights are a sales gimmick. Nobody's Stop nobody's it. ever seen the Marfa lights. That's a true thing. Don't ruin this for me. That's like Bigfoot. Okay. No, it's not. You can go hunting for Bigfoot. <gasps> Maybe I will. Because there are end. there are some people that have seen Bigfoot, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Billy Bob so, Joe. On yeah. The... So those people. Okay. Are the same people that saw the Marfa lights. Oh, Dan. Yeah. I, I mean, I hate to burst your bubble. So I'm gonna. Whenever we go, we stay in Alpine. You take and, a picture and send me. Well, the Marfa we're gonna lights. be we're gonna be standing there in Alpine, and we're gonna be looking around and to see the Marfa lights, and I'm gonna go. Gosh, dang it! I'm gonna mf you the as soon as I get there. Like how Dan knew it. The whole way back. Yeah. He was fucking right. Gosh dang it. I have a new Senna helmet that um, it's all integrated so you can like take phone calls, answer phone calls, listen to your phone. I'm calling you on my way home from Marfa. Yeah, do it. I'm gonna... If I'm on my bike, I'll use my Cardo. It all works right. a little better in the Senna and answer. Mine was free. <laughs> Mine was free. How about, did, was yours? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Never mind. Touche. Oh, no, I can't take phone calls on mine. Why? I've tried the Cena, I've tried the Cardo, i tried some other one. Is it your phone? No, I can't hear the phone calls. Like, oh I my God, my helmet I can is... hear the music. I can get the music too loud. But for some reason, every time I try and take a phone call, I'm like, hey, it's, it's I can't hear, what, I, you know, hang oh. up so I can go back to listening to music. Mine's loud as shit. Like really? I talked to, uh, last year in Sturgis, I talked to my kids for like 20 minutes going down the highway. Really? Yep. And maybe it's just like the want to, you know, mm. like I just don't want to hear anybody of, when I'm riding my motorcycle. Are you, are you hard of hearing? <laughs> yeah, I oh. think so. Mm. Especially when somebody's trying to talk to me Selective while I'm riding my hearing. motorcycle. Yeah. It's just like, no, I can't hear you. Know, what, if, what if the boys wanted to call though and they're like, oh, hey, where are you? Oh, no, no, I don't know. No, no, I'll talk to my kids when I get home. Wow. I don't talk to, I don't, I don't do Maybe that's the difference calls. between mom and dad because like, even sitting here right now, like my ex-husband's supposed to pick him up from school and I'm like, did he get him? Did, did he, he not get him? Get him? No. Is, is he late? Did they have to stand out there long? Was it windy? Are they cold? Did they oh, have yeah. their jackets on? My kids, my mom, my wife's like, <gasps> you know, did you feed the kids? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, no, I didn't feed the kids. Like, they, Did no. you feed the kids? Not, no. The kids can feed themselves. No. How old are they? I haven't even unchained them from the tree yet, babe. You know, like, mm. of course they haven't fed themselves. Are they, uh, how old are they? They're feral. Seven and eight. Oh. So still wild. Oh, very. Yeah, so are mine very. too. One of them just started wearing shoes. Oh, good for him. Yeah, we got the other one that's... Can't do it. It's not, well, it's not even worth trying to get him to put on a fucking pair of shoes. My, so that's a big Rick Fairless rule. My kids will come up here and take off their shoes, and my dog will go, uh-uh. Like, put your shoes on, and he, like, screams and yells. He's like, why don't your kids ever wear shoes? I'm like, uh. Yeah, I don't even bother trying to make them. I mean, I have them wear shoes, like, when we need to go to eat someplace. You know? Yeah. But other than that, I'm like. You get no service. Katie's like, 
there's fuck. It's it's twelve degrees outside. Make them put on shoes, and I'm like, no, you know, no. If they don't want to wear shoes, then they can freeze their fucking feet off. There you go. I'm just not. That's. Uh, who cares? They're kids. Let them be. Let them be kids. That's all they exactly can right. They're gonna have to be wear shoes when they're adults. They're gonna have to do all that shit soon enough. Yeah. Fucking just be feral. Yeah. They fucking they can hunt. They can fish. Why not? <laughs> They ride a little bit. They don't ride much. How come? I don't know. They just don't want to? I don't know. Every once in a while, that's like, they get pissed if they can't ride. I'm like, you know. One of them only wants to ride on a racetrack. Okay. The other one just, you know, he just goes through spurts where he, like, wants to ride every minute of the day for three days, and then he's like, eh. I think it's the boots. I make them oh, wear he boots. Like, yeah. No beach like, clothes. Yeah, they can't wear. If they could wear beach clothes on their bikes, they probably can. They'd probably ride a lot more. <laughs> um, but we're not, you know. I uh, I used to make Rocky play baseball. I wanted to be the team mom, you know, the baseball mom, yell and scream because I'm like super aggressive. You just like, wanted a reason to buy a van, didn't you? You know, I took one of Dad's vans to the the um, baseball game. All the kids wanted to go home with me. Can you? Take us home. Yeah. Oh, I bet so. One of your dad's tie-dye vans? Yeah, we call it the Sea Hag. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I used to make Rocky play baseball because I'm like that aggressive mom. Like, it's not about having fun. It's about winning. And we're going to oh, win. Wow. We're fearlesses. Like, that's, wow. I'm that mom. Like, I'm the yelling, screaming, aggressive mom. Like, we want to be on her team. Like, shh. So this year, and I was tired of fighting him. He was good. He's really good at baseball. But I'm tired of fighting him. So I'm like, you know see what he wants to do like maybe I'll ask him if he wants to play baseball so I said buddy it's a spring coming up like I'm gonna have to enroll you do you want to play baseball Mm, could we ride dirt bikes on the weekends instead absolutely yes that's a very good choice see and that's why I'm not running the dirt bike thing down their throats yeah I'm just like you know they got them they can ride them whatever they want you know they're more interested in riding on the road like they're like when you know, when can we go with you? And I'm like, well, you know. Yeah. As soon as you're capable, you know, like I don't care if you're old enough or. It's fine. You know, we got to work on your mom is what we're going to have to do. Well, my dad said that when we were little, like one time he took my brother to, I think Austin, and he was, I don't, he said he was Pearl's age, which is five. And he said he rode all the way to Austin. He was on the tank, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so obviously he has them like this riding. And he said he was perfect the entire way up there but on the way home it like started getting dark and my brother was getting sleepy and so my brother would kind of fall asleep like this and dad would have to like shake, shake his arm to up. wake him up and he's like oh my god and I said are you out of your mind he's like yeah I mean your mom didn't care and I said I would not let you take my kid five years old all the way to Austin and back on your motorcycle he goes seriously I'm like yeah no what are you doing yeah my wife won't let me take the kids out on yeah, the chopper well, I'll let the kids like go around the block with grandpa or something on the chopper. Like they yeah. rode, they were so excited to ride uh, the tattoo bike the other day. And I'm like, just around the block and then come right back. Like I want to be able to see you and hear you still. And oh my God, the kids loved it. Please, another another time, grandpa. And he's like, no, your mom's going to kill me. That's awesome. So so does he babysit him yet for you? Do you just leave the kids with him? Um, No. <laughs> so I left Rocky. Would you? Would you? <laughs> I would, yeah. Okay. Like, he's an excellent grandpa. They're excellent grandparents. But he says, I don't know, like, like what do I do if like, he has to go to the bathroom? Or, like, 
What if they get hungry? Oh, yeah, that's how my dad was. He was like, nah, once they can fucking pee and poop, yeah. then we can talk about. So dad took Rocky to his first cowboy game. And I'm like, you don't want to take Pearl. Like, she's still a little too wild, and she get kind of cranky and whiny. But Not going like, to sit in the seat the whole time. Yeah, though. like, Rocky's good. You tell him he's the sweetest little thing on the planet. And Pearl, like, will, like, stink eye you and beat, like, she'll whoop your ass just for looking at her funny. And so he took Rocky to the cowboy game, and he's like, well... It's going to be really late when we get home. And I said, okay, well, well, like, what am I supposed to do with him? I'm like, put him in bed. Like, which bed? Pick one. I don't care. Like, just put him in bed and cover him up and he's fine. Well, do I have to stay in there with him? And I'm like, no, he's seven. Okay, well, I mean, what is he? It's been a long time, apparently, huh? What is he sleeping? I said, just have him take off his clothes. He can sleep in his underwear. Well, I mean, like, just make him go to the bathroom before he goes to bed, and he'll be fine. Well, how do I know when he wakes up? He will come get you. Like, don't, you're overthinking this, Grandpa. Like, settle down. And then the next day, he brought him they back They do me. forget. They yeah. forget how they did it before. And I said, how was he? And he goes, perfect. He goes, I have never seen a kid eat so much in my entire life. Like, they were in a, like, the Budweiser suite or something. We got tickets from our beer rep. Yeah. And so he goes, he ate prime rib. He ate ice cream. He ate popcorn, and he named all the stuff, and he said, um, uh, for now. And then as the list went on, like, he named all this stuff. He goes, I have never seen a kid eat so much in my entire life. Like, he loved, he could have cared less about the game. Like, he was mm-hmm. there to eat, boy. It's like, okay, well, That's good. What boys do. Yeah, it's a growing boy. Well, I got a fucking picky one, that motherfucker. Mm. I just, I just, he just doesn't eat sometimes. The baby? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You give him an option? No. I don't give mine an option. I don't eat anything. My wife does, though. My wife's like, oh, he's only eating hot dogs. It's like, well, I'm not, you know. My father-in-law told me once, because I would would get really upset, like, if they wouldn't eat. And he would say, he's not going to starve himself. You don't give him an option. Put it in front of him. He'll eat when he gets hungry. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've done. Mm -hmm. And they'll eat anything. You listening, Katie? She doesn't fucking listen. They're not going to starve themselves to death. Speaking of starving, I'm going to starve to death. Lena, thank you. Thanks this for having fun. me. This is exciting. We'll do it again, too. Were we boring? Do you think we carried on enough? I don't... No. Okay. No, we were not boring. You brought up... What do you call them? Fairlessisms? Rick Fairlessisms. Come on. Give me one more to go on. Mm. You're on the spot. I know I'm on the spot. Well, I'm Gosh, dang it. not stop recording now until you think um, <laughs> So one time he told me that... I was being selfish because my dog, um, she was super old. She was 15, so my dog just died mm. a couple weeks ago. And he said, it is, you're keeping that dog alive for you. Like, you're being really selfish. That dog is circling the drain. Like, you need to take that dog to the vet. And I'm like, excuse me, circling the drain? He's like, yeah, she's like near death. Yeah, yeah. Circling the drain. Oh, yeah. That was fun. And of course, Rick got in there and yelled at her a little bit. I mean, what show at Strokers would be complete without... Rick, fucking barking orders, dude. It's just part of the, it's just part of the game over there, man. I, man, I really do enjoy Rick, and uh, you know, I think we're real fortunate here in Dallas, Fort Worth area, to have a place like Strokers, because that place, if you've never been, you definitely need to go. It is fucking sweet, man. I mean, they got parts, they got bikes, they got beers, they got burgers, they got women, they've got fucking a shop. They're, they're even doing hot rods in the back, man. And you can get insurance for your motorcycle there. I mean, 
Fucking one-stop shop if I've ever seen one. Lena, thank you for sitting down and talking to me. I do appreciate it. I hope you had your nail, lash appointment, whatever that was. I hope you got that taken care of. Um, yeah, tell your friend Jody I'm coming for her next. Um, we talked about Texas Fandango at the beginning of the show, April 1st through the 3rd at the Gillespie County Fairgrounds. Uh, Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival at Loretta Ranch, May 19th through the 22nd. Then we got Born Free in California, June 25th through the 26th. We've also got the Born Free Texas, October 22nd and 23rd. You know where it's at. You fucking know where it's at. Uh, July 9th will be the Full Tilt Boogie in Minneapolis, Minnesota. July 22nd is the Run to Raton, home of the Chop Wizard Invitational. JP, what are you up to? Uh, man, I got a fucking super secret show happening in Sturgis this year. Make sure you pay attention. I haven't confirmed all the dates yet, but we are working on something super fucking rad. So working on something super, super. And then August 26th and 27th is going to be the Virginia City Roundup. Virginia City, presented by Choppers Magazine and FXR Bazaar, dude. It's a fucking rodeo. It's a fucking chopper show. There's going to be games. You're going to get to ride a bull. The city I hear is fucking bitching. I can't wait to go, dude. And if you're not in the lower 48 and you happen to be on the other side of the pond, dude, Rise Morton is throwing a thing called the Nomad Run. Check out the Nomad Run if you're over in the UK, the United Kingdom, for information on the Nomad Run. Uh, what, what do we got after that? Oh, yeah, September 10th, Party at the Pen, presented by Chop Merchandise, dude. He found a fucking 150-year-old penitentiary, and they're going to let him have a chopper show, dude. How are you not going to be there? So, all right, that, that's all I got for you today. A uh, little update on my hip. It's still fucked, man. It really is. I thought it was doing better, and then and then it wasn't. But it's all right. I'm just ignoring it for the time being. I'm headed down to Fredericksburg this weekend to do a couple podcasts in Austin. Uh, make sure that the racetrack is coming together for the Fandango. And check the gearing on the race bike. So that's rad. Um, next week, we got to get Tattoo Troubadour Alan Wayne Nichols Chopper put together so that he can ride that motherfucker to Fredericksburg. Uh, the Outbound Train will also be playing at the Fandango. Dude, that's right. Music presented by the Outbound Train. Super stoked about that. If you are anywhere close to Texas, you better fucking be there. Peace. <laughs> Thank you.